So Tiffany's going to... I'm eating my popcorn. I'm sorry. Is it delicious? It's good. Don't fucking touch me. Hello and welcome to No Refunds. Uh, my name is Dwight and joining me this week is... Tiffany. And that is all. We are down one Alex once again, but that's because today we are coming at you with a very, very, very special episode. So Tiffany and I are going to... Uh, do you want to explain it? Um, so without saying um, too much about, you know, things... I know you don't want to say where we're I don't, going. Yeah, I don't like talking about where like, we're from. whatever, but... Uh, this week in New Hampshire is uh, Craft Beer Week, and uh, they are doing a screening. I guess tonight's like, I guess they've been doing film festivals all week at different breweries and things like that, which, um, you know, as somebody who works, haven't really been partaking in that. But they are doing a screening tonight, um, or awards, right, rather, for um, the, the films that are shown this week. And then they're also doing a double feature of Disaster Artist and The Room. And so this is something that I'm super excited about because I love both the disaster artist and the room and Tiffany has never seen no, the room. No. So this is going to be a very interesting experiment for her. And um, <laughs> you have seen the disaster artist before, I have, right? And it was, re- well, you know what? And going into the, even the disaster artist, I've seen, I know the jokes. I know, you know what I mean? I know kind of the backstory. I've just never seen the room mm-hmm. disaster artist was incredible yeah i really liked it so disaster i'm really excited artist. to see it again yeah and my boy my boy davy franco <laughs> that's my boyfriend my real boyfriend yeah the, the room is so <laughs> even if you've never seen the room it is so just ingrained in like modern culture right now yeah. because it's become yeah. such a a pop phenomenon it's kind of it's like it, it's like a rocky horror thing at this it's, point it's like, insane and it's like one of those things where tommy wiseau like you know made this terrible awful movie but in some way accomplished exactly what he set out to do, which is really cool. And I'm really, that's a really interesting story to me. Mm-hmm. And so the way that this thing is working is they're going to show the disaster artist first, then they're going to have their little award ceremony for the other movies. Yeah, and, and then, beer in between. Yes, which we're very excited about. I'm very about. excited. I'm literally drinking a beer right now. She's pre-gaming. I am pre-gaming. And then we're going to see The Room. So I like that they're going to set up the story behind The Room yep. so that way you're yep. not seeing it without any context. Yeah. Because forever it was just this like this anomaly of filmmaking that for some reason this thing got made and it was just <laughs> it was fascinating and then the book the disaster artist mm-hmm. came out and it, and it, it tore the uh, the curtains off or blew the curtains off this thing so everybody knew all the behind the scenes every, whatnot when, when did that come out when did that book come out i want to say like 2011 2012 okay because that's kind of when so the room came out what 2001 2003 uh 2000 i think it was 2003 three um, because I didn't really start hearing about it until we were in college and then kind of after college, I was like, okay. Mm-hmm. And I honestly thought that the room was just like a movie about that took place like in a room. Well, I, I believe that I know the disaster <laughs> artist doesn't go into this, but I think it was originally supposed to be a play. And so if, uh, you, okay. if you look, cause the disaster artist, like it, the, the movie disaster artist kind of like 
shaves off all of that extra stuff because he tried to make he he wrote the script and he sat on it for like two years okay trying okay. to get it into a make it into a play and then he uh, tommy wiseau eventually reworked it into the um into the movie a movie version okay uh, so that him okay. and greg could become famous hollywood people <laughs> and they kind of did yeah they have at this they point which is which did. is exciting i'm really looking forward to their next movie um best friends called, yeah best friends yeah that, that it looks fascinating, especially if you know about the room and seeing them back on stage. And together. Tommy Wiseau is not directing it. No, it's it's not written <laughs> and directed just, by him. He's, he's just, just acting. They're in just it. acting in it. Oh like a, like a madman. Oh my god! Do you remember when we watched um, Neighbors? His yes. other sh- was that on Netflix? It was on Netflix. I think it was on Hulu. It was, like- <laughs> it was like originally it was like a web series that he made, and then <laughs> it got on Hulu, and it was weird. Oh, it was so fucking weird. It was so weird and it just looked like one of those i don't even like one of those weird like early 2000s sitcoms where it was like overly lit not not even it was was like early 2000s like youtube before youtube it was like old like badly produced viral videos like the light yes but like the lighting just reminded me of like when they do on like something on scrubs or it's always sunny in philadelphia where they they are making fun of a sitcom and, and they, they over overlight the it yep that's what it looked like it looks it like um so weird it, it it looks just like the um late 90s shot on shittio like direct to dvd stuff oh okay like yeah like, yeah yep. they weren't even using like hd cameras and whatnot if i'm not mistaken though i mm-hmm. think that the guys from tim and eric were executive producers on that oh show oh my god that would make so much sense because they just wanted iso to go nuts with it that would make so much sense so that's huh, really cool okay. and, and very interesting and funny. So what expectations do you have uh, for The Room, Tiffany? Oh, man. I, like, even though I know the jokes and I know the, you know, the kind of the, the impact on the culture, I have, I'm going into this kind of blind. Um, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, like, I, I, I'm just expecting it to be um, a hot mess, but in a great, wonderful way. It almost, I almost feel, it, it feels weird because like, I know like it's so part of, it's so much a part of the, the culture now mm-hmm. and we have disaster artists. So it's like, I know, but can you imagine seeing this for the first time? Like having none of that backstory or none of, you're just seeing it. Yeah. I can only imagine. So I, yeah. I, my first introduction to the room was actually, this is topical for the news currently, um, back on thatguywiththeglasses.com, which is now Channel Awesome, which has now completely imploded. Have you heard about that? I Is that with... Um, it's with Doug Walker and Nostalgia Nostalgia Critic. and Nostalgia Chick and all well, that stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but she left years ago. I But I'm saying that that was... They were part of that same... Yes. Okay. It, it was, I it have was, not... I don't follow... I know. I don't like YouTubers and internet celebrities. I don't follow any of that. I'm very weird. I... And maybe I just haven't found people that I like. Um, mm-hmm. Other than like when we were watching H3H3 for a while. And I just don't... I don't like that stuff. So I don't know anything about... You enjoyed when I would show you stuff from Todd. Todd was on there. Todd in the Todd Shadows. Todd in the Shadows. Yeah. And I like um, I like some of the stuff from... I From... Uh, what's... His, oh, Dunky. Oh, he's not from that. But yeah, video, no, 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 I love no, no, Dunky. I know. I know. But I'm just saying internet in, in, yes. in YouTube, like celebrities and personalities, I could not care less. Uh, just like I like watching individual videos, but mm-hmm. I don't like following, following personalities. A person. So I've kind of 
I don't really know what's what's going but, on with them. Well, um, so basically, two weeks ago, a week yep. ago, yep. Um, rewind. Mm-hmm. Let's let's judge this. Let's go down <laughs> this rabbit hole. Um, like four years ago, I almost just spit out my beer. I noticed all over the microphone. Four years ago, um, a bunch of producers, like five or six producers, okay. all left. Two of them got fired, and a bunch of them left in, in Exodus just um, because the the management was being like total dicks to them. So who is managing this? There's this guy named Mike Mashad. He's the one who is the um, he's just a like he's the CEO okay. of of Channel Awesome, which is the the um the company that runs the Channel Awesome website. Okay. I'm going to insert myself here. I think that stuff is very silly when you start thinking about a YouTube ch- not you I know they're not a YouTube channel anymore, mm-hmm. but but things like that having CEOs and company and I'm like this is friggin' stupid. Yeah, but they were making a lot of money. Like they there was a yeah, point where true. where they did um they did like a, a an Indiegogo or mm-hmm, a, mm-hmm. A, a Kickstarter or whatever. Mm-hmm. They've got 90,000 bucks for it to like put into other projects and stuff yeah. like that. And I know a lot of which them is are a whole doing other, I know. But but regardless, so this was this yeah. the guy who was they, at one point they had like fifty people on their website that they were yeah, like this yeah, one I guy remember, had to be I remember like, when it went from just the nostalgia critic to like that whole thing with all yep. of those people on it. Yeah, I watched the nostalgia critic way back in the day. But anyways, so a bunch of them left and they were citing re- issues with management. And about a week ago, a a couple more people left, and so mm-hmm. they got together with the old ones and they they wrote this document called um, "Not So Awesome," and okay. it's a seventy something page <gasps> Google Doc that you can go and read. I've been reading it and it's fascinating oh and it's horrible because like they were they're alleging all these things about like sexual misconduct against um one of the old ex CEOs who who they who um they eventually fired um, oh my god just miscommunications between the producers and the people running it and it was just like this terrible terrible situation mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. people are like when they would shoot all these like um crossover events like these big anniversary things like yeah, people yeah. were like passing out because there was no dehydrate there was there lack of oh um, water because it was just so mismanaged and so it's a bunch of allegations that are alleged to this um site yeah. and currently as of today wow. they had four producers left there that's down from the like Older. 30 30 yeah. or something at the wow. beginning of of last march wow everybody is jumping ship so regardless the 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 wo- huh. the, the girl who kicked this all off her name is allison Pregler, she uh, went by Obscurus Lupa, but long story short, Mm -hmm. yeah, she's, I I, I I remember her. I I really like her. She is the one who introduced me to the room because she originally did a a review of the room. Oh, I remember you showed me that video. Yep. Okay. So okay. This that, is all coming back now. Okay. That, so right. l- long Judway about. Huh. Uh, we went down a rabbit hole. Dwight's rabbit hole. Judway. Yeah. It's like a segue. Um, we got back to so <laughs> she. So she is the one. Like I watched her review of the room. Yeah. And that introduced me to, and then I eventually sought mm-hmm. it out, and I, and I saw it on my own. So that was my introduction to it, and it, it has now become. Like, and that was back in like 2009 or 2010. Yep, yep, we yep. were still in college. Yeah, I remember. I remember watching that now. Yep. So huh. it's become this like Rocky Horror like level of like midnight showing cult status. Nothing will ever beat Rocky Horror. Obviously in my mind. not. Obviously not. But I'm just <laughs> saying, like, it's the room has reached yeah. that pinnacle, yeah. and I am super excited to be going and sharing your okay. first viewing of it. I should live stream it. I, I think that's illegal. <laughs> no, like my reaction to it. Oh. Like Tiffany reacts to the room. Yeah, we should. Well, that's kind of what this is is going to be is because we're gonna. So what we're doing tonight? I don't know if I if I um, set this up properly. So th- we haven't gone and seen this yet. So we are going to stop the recording okay. at some point in like okay. a couple minutes, and we are going to go to the theater and do this double feature, and then we should be back. be back 
to give you our Tiffany's fresh hot take oh. and my reaction to her hot take. I hope it's a fresh hot drunk take. Oh, it's probably going to be. <laughs> I like that we're uh, we can do that now because we're on our own, you know, our own for hosting. So mm-hmm. we can say whatever we want. <laughs> I definitely appreciate that uh, as well. So yeah, we're gonna go. We're gonna go see the room. So uh, insert room joke here. You're you're tearing me apart, Tiffany. Oh. Hi. Do- I, oh, hi, Dwight. Hi, doggy. <laughs> like I know all that stuff, so I'm excited to kind of well, it, yeah, find what- out the you know the connections between all of those jokes. That's what I'm saying. Like mm-hmm. there's like these like these lines and these like stories from the room that have just like permeated into what everybody knows. Everybody's seen the clip of I did not hit her. I, I did, did not hit her. I did not. I say that oh, all the time. Oh, hi, Mark. Like yeah. People know that, so you're going to get mm-hmm. to experience it, and, and so much more. You don't even know about the MeUndieWares guy. No. Nothing beats, and, and spoilers if you haven't seen Disaster Artist, but nothing beats Josh Hutcherson playing... Um, His name is Denny. Denny. <laughs> I don't know the name <laughs> of the And all those character. outtakes where he's trying to be like, I forget what the thing is like. I forget what the line he's trying know. to give, but nothing beats that. That's my, that's my, I'm, I'm looking forward to that character because it's so oh, it's weird insane. and random. It's insane. So, okay. All so right. that, that is the, is the premise. That's okay. the central thesis of this episode. Blow me away, the room. So. I'm ready. We will Coming be, for you. We will be back and see you soon. For you, it'll be instantaneous. For us, it'll be four to five hours. We should put like a, we, can we do like a. No, I'm going to leave five hours of dead air and then people will have to scrub no, forward just and put, find it. No, just put uh, Judd's Rabbit Hole song in there. For Go five down hours. Down Judd's Rabbit Hole. Did everybody like that? I liked it. I liked it too. See you in a couple hours. Yeah, bye. We're back. Okay, it's six hours later. We have now seen. Oh my is god, it really you were. Six hours later. Yes, it is because we left at six thirty. I won't. I will try not to eat my popcorn. Thank you. I'm sorry. I'm really hungry. Because we left at six thirty and it's now twelve twenty-five. Oh my god, so it it's, is. It's been T minus six, six hours. hours. It's a full work day. It has been, and we have seen two <gasps> oh, movies. Man. Um, and it was really cool, right? The whole experience in general <laughs> was really awesome. Cool. <laughs> So we get in there and it's at this like this this old theater mm-hmm. or uh, yeah like it's like an old um uh play theater place. Yep. And yep. um because they didn't they weren't expecting a whole lot of people, they only had the balcony open. So we were sitting in this kind of horseshoe balcony up above the stage and they ha- were projecting both of these movies onto this giant screen and it was such a cool venue. Um spoiler alert, Tiffany and I love this venue. And it's such a like awesome place to be and the the yeah. positioning of where we were was so cool and unique and it was just a and everybody who was there was there like to enjoy these movies and it was such a awesome atmosphere. I think that was what was really cool about it was um there was like you said, there was people there legitimately there to watch the movies, but I was surprised at how much the spread was between people who had seen it and who hadn't seen both movies who, yeah. who've seen it and hadn't hadn't seen it more people had seen the disaster artist than had seen the room than had seen the room yep. which was really interesting yeah which is like it was it was fascinating to me so like we said before they showed the disaster artist before they showed the room 
Because apparently, quote unquote, Seth Rogen says that's how you should watch them. Because apparently, Seth Rogen is the end all be all of of this. Yeah, he he's the expert on the <laughs> subject. I mean, I guess he literally made was... the movie about it. So okay. No, he didn't. Well, he was in the movie yeah, about it. Yeah, but I know. But James Franco directed it. But didn't he help write it, Seth Rogen? I think so. So I have to there you go. go back. Yeah. But so we, I think we've both gone on record. We both really liked the Disaster Artist. It was it was. Did a... we talk? I don't know if we talked about it. <clears throat> I don't think we've talked about it on the podcast. I don't think so, but yeah, it was my. Did we talk about this earlier? It's like been six hours. So yeah, I don't remember, remember exactly. About six hours ago. It, it was less than three minutes ago for you, but for us, we don't remember. <laughs> but I don't remember we talked about it, but that was my first introdu- my first real introduction to the room. Um, was a disaster artist. We watched it. I don't know what a few weeks ago at home. Yeah, I, I had bought it when it came out on Blu-ray. Yeah, on, we not on the it. whim, but no, and it was it was awesome and. I love Dave Franco for reasons. I think it's been well documented, your little love affair with Dave Franco. I don't know if I've talked about it on the podcast. Did we talk about... I don't know. It It's possible. If you want to talk about it, go um, ahead. Just if you haven't, if you don't know. So I did my internship, uh, my last semester of college, for season nine of Scrubs. The um, best season. Oh, yeah. Wait. Eh, well, I love Scrubs, but season nine of Scrubs had an all-new cast, and one of those people was Dave Franco, who at that time was relatively unknown he was he wasn't now he's like people know dave franco but Mm -hmm. at that time he was still kind of like up and coming and we had a thing we didn't have a thing but like there was a few times where um we would interact you know while i was going to the bathroom and like he would walk by you weren't in the bathroom you guys as you were going to the (laughs) bathroom you would pass there was one day where we walked by each other in the same spot twice and he literally looked at me and was like oh we have a spot this is our spot and i was like (gasps) i'm sure he thinks about it on a daily basis now that he's married to allison brish no one has to know that but he was like of of the people that i met on my internship he was one of the really really cool people so. him and carrie bechet you said carrie bechet really was cool, awesome right? too yeah she was really she hasn't yep. really done much but she was really sweet and eliza coop was amazing so if you i know she was on uh happy endings and and that show we just talked about on the last episode that's a ripoff of last starfighter future man? future man future man eliza coop she is super cool and also from new hampshire so i feel like i'm going down a judd rabbit hole well right but now. Sp- okay i can i can bring us back, bring Spe- it back. Speaking, back speaking of future man yeah josh Hut- oh josh God, hutcherson josh- who is in future man it's is awesome. amazing okay so <laughs> having now seen okay disaster artist yep. and having seen yep. the room yep. how good did they nail oh the God. casting of the people in disaster artist to match the actors in the room the casting was incredible even even like this random side people who were in it for you know a few minutes like yeah. frosted tips guy and 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 um uh, Tin- she's tinnifer can... Tin- she, oh, she played tinnifer on yep, parks yep, and rec yep, yep yep but them and uh lisa's mom and everybody mm-hmm. was so freakingly perfectly cast yep perfectly cast like looked the part sounded the part um so and i loved i love josh hutcherson as as denny he was perfect it was so hysterical <laughs> especially like if like you take a step back and you're like this is the guy who was like he was the the main love interest in like a huge blockbuster franchise, and now he's playing yeah, Denny Dwight's from the favorite. Room. I was all Team Gale. Uh, I'm hardcore Team Pita. I am Team Gale, all the way. Team Pita. You you claim to love Chris Hemsworth, and you're not Team Liam Hemsworth. You're I, not Team Gale. Yeah, I like Chris Hemsworth. Yeah, 
Yeah. He's All got right. the nice well, pecs. You... Not Liam Hemsworth. See, look at the lights. The lights are flickering yeah, well, right now in the room. What is going on? See? That was weird. The spirits don't like that you're I not team not. team Gale. Sorry. Um, I, I humbly prostrate <laughs> myself before the hunger, you. You offended the Hunger Games. Spirit, the Hunger Gods. The, the spirits of the Lost Tributes. Rue is coming to get me. It's <laughs> so weird. But anyway, oh so my goodness. you were talking about some of your favorite parts in The Disaster Artist, and I think some of them, what you were saying, is actually the more sweeter moments. Okay, yeah. So um, I love that we're still talking about The Disaster Artist, and we'll, I, we'll I'm hoping you're going to grill me on the room, because I don't know if I could surmise it. But <laughs> um, So for me, The Disaster Artist, as, as somebody who went to film school and did that whole thing, I, and I know Tommy Wiseau is a freaking weirdo, but I really, really like that he has a goal he had he made a you know he made a plan he he did he set out to do this thing and he did it maybe not in the way that he thought but he accomplished what he set out to do well like- people love him people so so my one of my favorite parts in in disaster artist is towards the end where they're screening the room and um you know everybody's laughing and 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 all that and and um James Franco Tom, as Tommy Wiseau walks out of the theater and is is, is crying he's upset because this is his you know, this is his heart. This is his soul. This is a, a drama. This is his, you know, he's expressing himself and people aren't interpreting it in the way that he was hoping they would or, or the way in his mind that, you know, mm-hmm. that he thought it was going to be like a very big, serious. He movie. thought it was going to come across really differently. Um, and that I think that comes just not having experience and blah, blah, blah. They did a really yep. good job of yep. paralleling it with his like his love of James Dean at the beginning yep. there. Yep. And like, yep. you're yep. tearing me apart. And like, he wanted to make the next serious, serious yeah. drama. Yeah. And but I love when um, Dave Franco, who's playing Greg Sestero, is like, look, like, listen to them. Like, they, they love it. They love you. They don't hate you, you know, because mm-hmm. Tommy is like, oh, they hate me. You know what? They don't hate you. They love you. Like, listen they to them. They laugh at me. <laughs> but they love it. And just that, and for me, the other part of that is, like, at the end where, like, he goes on stage and he brings, he, you know, so you have the two Franco brothers mm-hmm. on stage and they're talking about, like, oh, you know, I couldn't do this without you and my friend. And I love it just on another level because, um, Dave and James are brothers, yep. and like if you remember, it was at the Golden Globes. It was the Golden Globes where and, he gave and James that award. Franco won, and he was like, you know, speech. thank you for, thank you, mom, for giving me a brother, and like clearly they're very close. So like I loved it on, like it worked on a movie level, like you know, obviously Greg and Tommy's friendship, but then it also works on that other level with, with the Franco brothers, and, and you know, getting to work together, and and you know, I'm sure this was when they were growing up. This was like something that they dreamed of doing. Mm-hmm. I hope that was. Um, so it was really cool. So I love well, that. The, the, the way that James Franco in that speech made it seem was mm-hmm. like he was almost like not ignoring Dave, but he like was doing his own thing. Yep. And now yep. he's like really embraced working with him in yeah. this role, yeah. which is awesome. Yeah. I, I really liked the moment where, um, or not, not the moment in the movie, but we were talking about on the, on the drive home. It's like, regardless of what this guy set out to do, he, and you were saying this, he accomplished it because he has made a movie that has brought joy to millions of people. Yeah. So, like, say what you will yep. about, like, his technique while making it. Say what you will about it being a garbage movie, mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. It has changed people's lives for the better, even if by just giving them uh, 90 minutes of shutting their mind off and having some something to laugh at or and joy. Or six hours. Or six hours of an awesome <laughs> date night with your okay. wife or I husband. Just, I just, like, bumped the yes. table. And I, didn't I got hear so it. excited. Um but anyway, yeah. so okay, so disaster artist we both really enjoyed. Yeah. In general. Loved it. Loved it. You 
for yeah. the very first time, <laughs> got to witness the room. And okay. she also got to witness it in a way I never have. Yeah. I have watched the room twice mm-hmm. before this, once on my own and once with um, my good friend Scott, who uh, we did another, we did a Writer's Bagel Basket episode podcast about um, Scott and Haley, uh, his wife, who is also a good friend of mine. But so we all sat down and watched it and that was my second experience seeing it so that was a a semi-larger group than Mm -hmm. what i'd seen it with Mm -hmm. initially this time there had to have been 30 to 40 people in this room yeah i think so and i did not know that the room has i I know they've been showing it at midnight screenings i didn't realize it had reached the rocky horror level where they have call and response that's what i was just going to say that was like where there was that younger kid sitting next to us he was, like, he oh, was yeah. throwing a lot of stuff, and not all of it stuck. No, which is fine, but I think that's kind of what what Rocky Horror is about too. It's yes. like you're out there, you can make your own comments at the screen and yell at the screen and do whatever, and and people will laugh or people don't, you know. But I didn't realize he was like, oh yeah, this is like better than Rocky Horror, and I was like, one, that's bold, <laughs> bold. That, that is a rough and hard thing to make because we've seen Rocky was, Horror multiple times. Yeah, I was gonna say maybe not quite on Rocky Horror level, but I can understand now obviously now be mm-hmm. on the other side of it i'm like oh okay still not rocky horror um the same for me i but wonder if it's because we saw it with such a smallish like a small theater crowd no i just or... think rocky horror is a very different type of movie Ro- rocky Where horror rocky has horror is very, also had is very type. visual it's very there's music <laughs> spencer is very excited he's, he's very excited he's happy we're home there must be a bug um, but Rocky Horror is different because it's a musical. There's songs. It's very, very yeah. interactive where this is more just yelling at the screen and, and responding to things, which I also love. So I, once I realized that there was a call and response because they passed out like a sheet, of, like mm-hmm. these are the things, you know, the common things that people yell Let at the screen. Let me go get it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then um, they were also... Um, the people who were running this this film festival, the screening, were like, "Yeah, just yell at the screen, add your own." So it was a very cool. Oh, it's okay. That's fine. Um, yeah, but it was a really cool thing where they were like, "Yeah, add your own flair to it." You know, it, like it's a it was a very welcoming, fun environment, and people, yeah. you know, were very accepting of other people who hadn't seen it. Like I knew I threw out some comments <laughs> out there, and, stuff. and you it got some very, laughs. Yeah, it felt very like encouraged to do that i had one and this made me really happy i don't know if it's a thing but there's a point where they're drinking scotch and then they put vodka into it and so i was like oh yeah break out the scotchka and at the end of the oh, movie whoa. somebody else re-referenced scotchka scotchka not even once exactly and i was like super happy i was like this is so cool because it, it felt like i've having watched rocky horror multiple times rocky horror has been out for like 50 years mm-hmm. so most of the um, like core things that are call and response are so he's definitely chasing a bug <laughs> <laughs> most of the core call and responses are like super set in stone yeah you've yeah. got like the asshole slut asshole yep. slut like I think castles the, don't have phones i was trying to think of some of the other ones i think anything that would be updated would just be like pop culture references yes. but i don't think there's like the like um the skeleton like show me blank and it's always like a recent celebrity who's died yep. Yep, yep, like yep, show yep. me michael jackson show me yep. i don't yep. remember who else yeah um so it, things like that but but the room is in for these midnight showings it's relatively young 
so they haven't had these type of things like super set in stone like they've got like the spoon and they've got like the um the bridge thing which was really cool like <laughs> yeah. well, the because the, there's so many establishing shots <laughs> yeah. of like um a bridge panning or the um the golden gate bridge being panned to left and right and this is like go 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 as it's going and if it if it gets all the way to the end then you cheer if it doesn't then you boo mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it was a lot of fun i like i don't even know where to start and where to unpack this but <laughs> you i think before the movie started you were like how many sex scenes do you think this has and i was like i don't know four you nailed that freaking <laughs> it exactly nailed it. Four. but like i didn't realize there was gonna be two in like the first five minutes of the movie yeah, like the movie the the second scene of the movie is a sex scene, a sex scene. and then i believe the fourth scene of the movie maybe fifth scene of the movie is a sex scene it's insane um if we're going kind of in this timeline i'm sorry i'm chewing i'm hungry (laughs) i'm hungry i haven't eaten in six hours (laughs) i'm eating popcorn popcorn's a movie food yeah so everybody can enjoy i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm chewing you can listen to that and if you maybe like you're into that kind of thing um, we had really heavy breathing on the last episode, so people can kind of get used to weird <laughs> mouth noises that we all make <laughs> weird now. Weird mouth noises. Um, but I love that because I had really, really had to pee. And I love that I got up at the scene that I know where, like, Lisa's mom comes in and she's like, oh, I have definitely have breast cancer. And I love that I got up during that and you were like, oh, you missed the scene where Lisa, uh, Lisa's mom has breast cancer. And, it, like, it never comes back. Because it never back. comes up again. It never comes back. It's it's insane. Like, the amount it's a throwaway of... throwaway line. I, I haven't read the book, um, but there was a lot of, like, turmoil behind the scenes about, like, things getting constantly rewritten and stuff was changing. I don't know if the, the breast cancer line was one of these, but a really good example of this is there's a character, Peter, um, who is Johnny's – one of Johnny's good friends who just shows up out of nowhere. And he's a psychiatrist. And eventually, <laughs> after they play um, – uh, football, football in an alley. Or sorry, mm-hmm. they toss the football around in that an alley. Is that supposed to be their wedding day or something? Um, or? Denny says we're getting your wedding pictures taken. So I don't think it's... I don't know. Who knows? Who no- Things just happen in this movie. There's it's no reasons weird. for it. They're all in tuxes playing football. And I was like, I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, it's so strange. Nothing makes sense in this movie. But Peter leaves after that. And he he's never shown again. And it's because the actor... Um, couldn't like he wasn't he couldn't he wasn't free for uh filming anymore so they replaced him with that other random guy at the party that was supposed to be peter so it's one of those moments where like that's that's one of the call and responses is every time somebody who has not been established shows up it's just who the fuck are you got it and it's so it was so much fun like this was such a blast like yeah being in this environment had so much fun other than side note other than the people in front of me that decided it was great to be on their cell phones for most of the disaster artist and some of the room i'm like dude if you're gonna be on your cell phone turn your brightness down yeah, that it was, was my all only, the way up that was my only complaint during this whole process and and where we were there were the venue had so many stairs so if you had to go to the bathroom you had to go down like three flights of stairs you had to go down Three one flight, flight of, and then go up another and flight. then go up like a little <laughs> half flight of stairs but it was still really funny yeah um other takeaways yeah what, or, what do you have any other hot um, takes from from the from the movie because i mean takes uh i kind of have a little crush on greg sestero he's a hunky dude he's very dreamy he is uh, uh with that, beard not without but he's, that, a, um, he's cute that oh. early 2000s look with the frosted that tips early two- oh my god speaking of early 2000s the music every sex scene was this just like 
like all the other music was actually you know pretty standard like if you've done any short films or you've done anything but he like uses... it's very but it's very royalty free like yep. i know somebody made it but it's very like sound movie soundtrack but mm-hmm. then they go into these sex scenes and it's like these terrible awful unknown early 2000s like slow jams like r&b pop songs they're <laughs> they're so bad and they're so awful so awful like and that i think that made the sex scenes even more uncomfortable was just mm-hmm. having that really awful music coming because they're really long and drawn out but then you have this really awful song playing and you're like like the whole song plays can you imagine watching that by yourself like that is like it's just like excruciating but like in the group people can like at least like giggle about things yeah yeah like johnny's butt like johnny's butt which you don't see as much of i'm glad you see more of james franco's butt you definitely see more of james franco's butt than you see of tommy wiseau's butt you You see his butt and kind of like his wiener in a plastic bag i think (laughs) it's called a merkin i don't know it looked like a straight up grocery bag it it probably was but it was a real hollywood movie so it might have been a professional merkin yeah but was the room a real hollywood movie it was. That's why he. That's why. Like, you don't so, think he just wrapped his dick in a trash bag or in a in a market basket bag or a, no, a grocery bag? I don't because Tommy Wiseau wanted kidding. to make a real I'm Hollywood movie, kidding. and that's why he shot everything on a set, even when he could have <laughs> shot in a real alley. And that's why everything was green screened mm-hmm. on the roof, even yep. though they literally had yep. like apartments and awesome roofs in yep. L.A. to yep. shoot with. Yep. It's yep. super funny. Yep. I mean. This man is like an enigma wrapped inside a mystery. What's that from? I don't know, but that's, you stole that from somewhere. That's definitely a a, a thing. I'm not I'm not claiming I, I made that yeah, up. Yeah, I was like, that's some something. I, I don't even know. Like you you'd have to ask me questions about stuff because I'm like, I don't so, even Well what was um some what were some of your favorite parts of the movie? Um <laughs> What's some takeaway scenes? Some takeaway scenes um the one that's jumping out right now at me is towards the end where now i hope anytime i ask you um <laughs> anytime that because we only have one bathroom in our house so anytime you know there are times where i'm like dwight, tmi tmi whatever <laughs> we have joking. one bathroom in our house I'm that's joking. not tmi but anytime dwight's in the bathroom and i'm like are you almost done i really want you to just yell at me um in a few minutes bitch <laughs> <laughs> she wants me to say it so it's acceptable <laughs> But there was just so many but, parts of this where this, the dialogue just came out of nowhere. And I, I can't even think of, like, specific scenes because things move so yeah. fast. Like well, They move so fast and with no rhyme or reason. Like, um, uh, Lisa and her mother will be sitting there talking about something. And then they'll get up and leave. And then the next scene will be Lisa and her mother entering. And then they just have another conversation, which is literally about the exact same thing they were just talking about in the previous scene. It makes no sense. And the continuity is like thrown out the window in some parts because Lisa's wearing one shirt and then it like, and while she's getting ready for the party and then it like goes to like fades to a nighttime scene. Then it goes back to her doing something else in a different shirt. And then it, goes to another transition and then she's back to getting ready for the party it just makes no sense towards the end for the party like you see greg and tommy like pull up to like their house like his house Mm -hmm. and then it's nighttime and then you see tommy Wiseau walking across 
San Francisco, like, to his party. Yeah, they, like, both go inside. It makes no sense. Like, there's clearly whoever, Tommy Wiseau, made this movie did not plan out everything. Do you know, I think, what my favorite scene is, and I think it's my also my favorite scene, like, in the bloopers of Disaster Artist, Uh is uh, with Chris R., (laughs) Oh, that sequence and is Denny. so funny. Because that's another thing that comes out of nowhere the and is drugs, never referenced again. What are you on? That whole like sequence of like that of um Lisa and her mother freaking out at Denny is and then, so hysterical. And then Greg and, Greg and, and, and Tommy Wiseau just like come just out appear. of the thing and they're just like, Oh, we're gonna take him. He's going to jail. He's going to jail now. He's okay, so I guess jail. they just took him downstairs and took him to jail, apparently. Okay. Because you know. Okay. My favorite scene in yeah. the entire movie, yeah. and it's been this ever since I saw the first saw this movie the first time is when Johnny goes to buy flowers because it adds nothing to the story and it's so weirdly paced like the dialogue feels like it's out of order I think it and, is yeah and like yeah. the just it's so like rapid fire it makes no sense it's just an assault of awesome <laughs> ridiculousness <laughs> And it's my favorite. And you know, and in the the bloopers for um, yeah, dis- disaster right. artist, the the actress who plays it's not even the, the bloopers. It's just like the side by side. Yeah, sides. the side by side. But the actress who plays the the store clerk or the flower clerk, I think they're called. I don't know. Yeah, whatever. The uh, florist. Um, <laughs> flower she, clerk. Let's flower go flower clerk. clerk. There we go. Um, she's she's on a TV show that we watch called Superstore. She plays Dina yeah. on that, and it's just like a treat seeing those type of people in yeah. here. You know what else I loved? I sorry, like all my takeaways are from the, the sex scenes, but well, those are the parts that <laughs> jump out at you. But like literally, the sex scenes, like in most sex scenes in movies, which I don't really care for anyway, because I think they're weird, and most of the time add nothing to a story other than to show people's butts and boobs. Mm-hmm. But in this, and most of those those type of scenes, they edit. You know, it's always to music, and and they edit out any kind of external dialogue. So in these sex scenes, we have the music, and we have whatever, and then just we have this like very muffled, like they didn't quite turn the whole audio track <laughs> off, like like when you edit in Premiere, and you're like, oh, I need to mute this for a second. It's just like, I'm like, why? Why not just take all the audio out? And it was every sex scene. Yeah, all every four sex of scene. Them. Just all just muffled moans and and fake like thrusting and and it was just. So... Was it fake, Tiffany? He was having sex with her oh belly button. God. Is that really fake? Don't you so, know how anatomy works? So weird. It's so <laughs> just like it's such a beautiful accident, like. It's like watching an accident. You cannot look away. I absolutely am fascinated with this movie. Yeah. And, and half of the half of what mm-hmm. makes it interesting now is that there's this insane backstory behind yeah. it. Yeah. Like which you get out of the disaster artist. I was gonna say it's very different than I know we haven't watched all of it, but we've watched scenes of Birdemic. Which is another movie yes. that's like this where like it's very poorly made but it got distribution and it's kind of you that's know, another movie I, I saw through people watching on channel awesome mm-hmm. like it was another one of the i think that it was also an obscurus lupa thing that she did and i've we found it on it was either netflix or hulu and like i we we fast forward and skimmed around it and just watched yeah. the most ridiculous well, parts the thing about birdemic for me that that pissed me off is that this person who knows i mean 
I don't claim to know everything about TV and media and whatever, but I do teach people how to, you know, do the basics. So like if yep. you can't if you can't handle basic audio and basic editing and things like that, you have no business making a short well not that you have no business making a short film make your short film but the fact that something like that got distribution pisses me off because it's a friggin' garbage mess yeah it's just people who can throw money at stuff which yeah. is almost exactly. like what tommy wiseau did like exactly. he just threw money at things but the and thing that separates something like a birdemic from a the, the room. room birdemic and things like of that of that nature don't have the passion behind them or something like the room you can tell that Mm -hmm. this was something that was made with passion was made with intent and whether or not that came through Mm -hmm. you know in the final product but it was made with there was a goal and and there was a vision as opposed to something like I, I know bird bird demics the only example I can pull out of my butt right now, yeah. but something like that where it was like, yeah, we have, we have a hundred thousand dollars. Let's make a friggin' movie, you know, where there's yep. no, at least this was, you know, there wasn't, you know, obviously like continuity and whatever, but there, like it wasn't shot terribly. If you're going to put it on par with like other college level films, you know what I mean? It yep. wasn't like the basic principles were there. Um, you could see like oh my god, you're giving this movie way more praise than anyone has no, ever given it. No, I am it. because you know what? Like, and maybe it's just because I'm looking at it as I work with a lot of people in my job that are are learning how to create amateur filmmakers. Yeah, they're learning how to create a product. So you see, you know, a lot of people using stock footage for transitions and a lot of establishing shots and a lot <laughs> of weird dialogue that doesn't make sense or you know script. So like, I think the but at the same time, like as much as a mess as this was, there mm-hmm. was intent, <laughs> and I appreciate that. Like he had a goal and and he had a script and he did a thing and he did it. Like yeah, he nailed he nailed I'm what sorry. he set out to do. I'm I'm being very kind to it. No, no, because I loved I, it. It was a great experience. I, I think at this point, like coming around to it and being kind to it, isn't a bad thing because, like I said, it's it's moved towards bringing people a lot of joy. Um. I mean, mm-hmm. I un, from what I understand, I haven't read Disaster Artist, but like Tommy Wiseau was a monster oh, when yeah. he was creating this, and yeah. this was like yeah. fifteen years ago, I think, because uh, yeah, it came 2003. out in two thousand three. Um, so, the, and I think they started shooting in two thousand one. So sixteen, seventeen years yeah. ago, yeah. But like, from what I can tell, he has become like a super positive and yep. like happy guy yep. Yep. on like yep. social media. Like his Twitter, I think it was. He yeah. was like, uh, he was like tweeting things like, "Always follow your dreams, mm-hmm. believe in yourself." Look at what I did. It's 15 years later, and my mo- like, uh, the room is finally getting like, because I think it's coming out for like theater, like it's being released in certain theaters. I know that the kid sitting next to us, when you got up to to um, get more beers, <laughs> get more beers. I know that the kid was saying, "Oh yeah, they just screened it at um one of the movie theaters locally." Okay, cool. So they were they've been doing stuff like that where they, but I think you're right. I think they're gonna do like a semi. Not like a limited wide, release, but or, like a limited theatrical yeah, release, which is which is amazing. It's really it, cool. It was like fifteen years later, you stick to your dreams, and and you and you can get there. Yeah, like, pe- that's a really positive and, and happy are, message. And people are gonna go see it. Mm-hmm. People are gonna go see it. You know, so a movie that he spent, they said at the end of Disaster Order, six million dollars on, mm-hmm. and it made eighteen hundred dollars in its first week or in its release. Yep. Um, you know, now people people are dying to go see it and bringing their friends and. 
and, and families like we, we were sitting next to um uh these th- this woman who was like basically saying like thank you to my family who is indulging me in this crazy endeavor and like who was the people I, I think it was the the girl like um i want to say maybe it was in front of us like the girl oh, okay. in front of us was next to like her dad uh, oh, oh, okay, okay, And okay. so, like, I think that she was talking I about, I know there like, were some older people next to us, but they didn't, I don't know if they left or if they moved, but moved, yeah, there maybe was, it was, there was a good, it was a weird mix of people, like, with, it, it you could was. tell there was a couple people, like, like, people our age, like, with their parents, so, like, it was mm-hmm. definitely something that kind of is, has become, um, it was a very eclectic, cross-generational. Yes, yeah. it was a very eclectic mix, yeah. and it was interesting yeah. because, I think I said this earlier, but, excuse me. Oh, you ma- can burp, but I can't chew. I, I moved, I'm just and I, kidding. Excuse me, that's just I'm a just, one-time thing. I'm just kidding. Um, I, the, the amount of people who hadn't seen the room vastly outweighed the people who had seen yeah, it. Yeah, I so, said that at the beginning, or I think I said yeah, that at the beginning. Yeah. I think we, we definitely brought it up. But So it was interesting because um, all the call and response stuff was more or less like being made up on the fly mm-hmm. by all these people who were just yeah. kind of like enjoying it and in, yeah. in being in the moment. So that was what, what half of the fun was, was... Mm-hmm seeing what everyone else was going to come up with and then you would get to like the the big moments where it's like oh hi denny or go 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 go. (laughs) and like it was just a weirdly fun moment it was this this whole experience like the whole watching the movies um back to back and Mm -hmm. being in the theater Mm -hmm. was fantastic i'm really happy that my first time seeing it was in that environment i don't think i would have enjoyed it as much just watching it at home Mm -hmm. um I, I'm really, really happy that my first experience was same like same with Rocky Horror Picture Show. I'm very happy that my first experience seeing Rocky Horror Picture Show like in its entirety, other than like on VH1 yeah. when we were kids, we was saw seeing, that in Salem, Mass. Was seeing was it, cool. yeah, in around Halloween time in Salem, Mass, like with friends. Yep, because um, we saw Bruce and Sam. Yes, but like seeing it with you know, and not having a clue what was, what going, was on. going on or like any of the calls and stuff exactly. like that. Exactly. And I think that added to the experience and added to why I enjoy it so much now. So I'm, I'm going to put the room up there as something that like, you know, we mm-hmm. can quote. Now I feel like I can quote it and I <laughs> can do that. Like I fed up with this world. Legally. <laughs> and now that you've seen it, you're allowed to, um, I know yeah. one of your favorite lines is you're a human being, human being, <laughs> which is so funny because when you showed me that clip like back in college i was using that as like my like nintendo name like at some point it was like tiffany, tiffany bean, bean for a while mm-hmm. um and I your think street pass my street pass thing was like when you like you street pass with people on nintendo ds like you could like say a little quote and mine was i'm a human being mine was no refunds before we started the podcast what? no refunds what? we were just telling the few uh yeah we were, we were future predicting way back that's then. called future predicting predicting the future I it is like it's almost one o'clock I think in the that's morning. Called a fortune it's, teller. Yeah, I'm a fortune a teller. Yes, I'm very tired. I'm really hungry and I'm trying to eat popcorn. Yes, I realize that. Me. We can wrap up if you want. I, yeah, I don't do know if I'm else trying to think if there's say? any other takeaways from it. Um, it's gonna be a nice little quick under. It's gonna be around forty-five minutes. Wow. Okay. We've, we've been talking for thirty-three. Cool. cool. Thirty-three, thirty-three. That's good. I'm just trying to think if there's anything else. Um, any other takeaways? Any other takeaways of the movie? It, uh, just all of it. <laughs> it's so hard because, like, even having 
excuse me. Yeah. Even having seen this movie three times, I, I couldn't tell you what happened sequence to sequence because it's no. it, it gets really monotonous um, with a lot of the things like like I was saying earlier with like Lisa and her mom. Every conversation they have is exactly the and same. And every conversation Lisa has with anybody is like, I don't want to talk about it. Exactly. Or <laughs> like with, that's how that's her out of the scene. Or like, with Greg, it's like, come on, let's go do it. And he's like, no, I don't want to. Come on, let's go do it. You're a mean person. Come on, let's go do it. And like. How many times? How it. many times does Greg say you're my best friend or Tommy's my best, my best friend. friend? Tommy's my best friend. And like, there are some things <laughs> that I I love for their ridiculousness. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a big plot point where after Tommy overhears spoilers for the room, I guess. Yeah, spoilers <laughs> for an almost twenty year old movie. After Tommy overhears Lisa and her mother talking about Lisa cheating on him yeah. with yep. with Greg or. Mike, Mark. Mark. Um, oh, hi, Mark. Oh, hi, Mark. Johnny immediately sets up a wiretap. Um, <laughs> Can you call that a wiretap? Well, he it's sets like, up. It's like an answering machine recording thing. Yeah, which apparently is recording constantly. Yeah. And it's just this one tape. And it goes for like Three seven, days. yeah, three, 72 hours to like over <laughs> maybe to a week. Who knows the exact mm-hmm. amount of time. And the tape captures it all. And he happens to rewind it to just the right spot. And it's so absurd it's it's so like he captures it to the right spot where you can hear both sides of a phone conversation right it's not like it's tapped into the phone and and yeah like exactly and like they weren't even on that phone when they were having that conversation because like it's not like like that phone would have had to have been picked up for them to be having it heard audio recorder was separate from the phone system it was its own little audio no i think he plugs it in does he i thought i thought he plugged it in maybe then okay but still it wouldn't it shouldn't have worked because there was the downstairs phone not the upstairs he smashes smashes it in the tv oh my god fabulous world so ridiculous all right i really enjoyed the room thank you so much for going to see it with me tiffany yeah it was a blast did you enjoy it i loved it would you go see it again i would i don't know if i would watch it at home well i can't say that but i would definitely go see another screening of it somewhere at some time in some place i know we talked about this briefly earlier as well we're tired sorry um I know we have Seth Rogen's recommendation of watching Disaster Artist first and then mm-hmm. The Room. Do you have a recommendation? Um, this is I kind of go back and forth with this, but I think I think I like, and I think this is because I watched it in this order. Also, I think mm-hmm. watching watching the Disaster Artist first, even if you have no idea of what The Room is. You can still appreciate the Disaster Artist as a movie on its own, mm-hmm. even though you haven't, you know, if, if you don't know anything about the room. And I think it kind of sets up a lot of things and it makes you not appreciate it, but you kind of go into the room with like a better understanding of like the relationships involved and in, in the, the stakes. Mm-hmm. So and then seeing the room, you're just like, okay, this is completely ridiculous and stupid and makes no sense. But there was a goal, there was a plan, there was friendships, you know, there was yep. there was something at stake other than just, it wasn't just a bad movie for a bad movie, there was a reason that it was made. I think that um, if you're going to watch both of them, like if you know you're yep. going to sit down and yep. watch both of them back to back, I agree with watching The Disaster Artist first and mm-hmm. then The Room. Um I think that if you're going to watch them individually, yeah. I, I think you can watch The Disaster Artist by yourself. Mm-hmm. I do not recommend watching The Room by yourself no. in any sense of the imagination. No. And it I wouldn't do th- be as fun. I, I, so in a perfect world, I think that watching Disaster Artist first does set up 
that type of expectation because I could see it if you were watching like if you didn't go into it thinking it was going to be a comedy although I don't know who would do yeah, that who at this would point do that now? Yeah. but like I could see you being like what the hell is going yeah, on why? as opposed to being like watching the disaster artist first and then watching the room being like what the hell is going on yeah. this is awesome so yeah exactly it gives you a different perspective mm. I think when you watch them in that order I agree okay anything else you want to say um not really. I'm okay. kind of tired, and yeah. I just want to quote the room now, so <laughs> I probably should probably stop recording before that's all I do. Fair enough. Okay, well, this has been a short and sweet episode of No Refunds. Thank you all for joining us. Um, once again, my name is Dwight, and Tiffany is uh, my, my beautiful co-host here. And wife. Gross and wife. I love Gross. that you're doing like the Kevin Smith hands like he does on comic book men. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what you got to do. Like, we're going to do Thank you, guys. Um, <laughs> our, our music is provided by the Hyper Potions. Uh, the name of the song is Time Trials. Please go check them out. We have a Facebook, uh, No Refunds Podcast. We have an email, no refunds podcast at gmail.com. We have a website, no refunds podcast.com. Please check those out if you want. We have an Instagram. That only has two pictures on it. Only has two pictures. Maybe there'll be more. Oh, 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 we want to talk about No, we got to go back. We'll go back. We got to go back. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll put this in earlier. Who? Maybe not. They they did trivia. Well, like a weird brief trivia in between. Yeah. So, so what this was, was this was the end of a week long film festival. Um, This, uh, them showing the room and yep, it was yep, a, yep. it was a beer fest uh it was a brewery based um film festival so they went to four different breweries yeah, and they I t- showed I talked about this earlier yeah and, and they screened different films yep. there and tonight they had the winners and so they announced the winners and then afterwards they did they just asked a a couple of trivia questions to the audience just uh well, who knows what they had a couple of funny things to give away yeah um one of which was a bouquet of roses yep um yep. and it was basically like they would the the two people organizing the event were like would just like say a question and like whoever they heard yell it out first yep. would would get so they prize. so they ask a question um this is for a football that's question um so uh on what street is uh the the hospital in the movie and what happens <laughs> Is it's what? What's the name of the street that someone was sent to the? Ho- it, was, it was. It was. What's phrased differently? Mm-hmm. But I yell out from the back, Guerrero Street, and I get a football. And Tiffany won the football, so I she was, answered. Her, she had and, never seen the room. And, and I said that, and I was like, I haven't even seen this room. Suck it, bitches. <laughs> Which was wicked funny. And so then, immediately afterwards, the next question is, um, what actor does Tommy mistake? Um, for the name of Mark, and that's how Mark gets his character. And I screamed out, Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> so the two of us won the the trivia questions. Mm-hmm. I came home with a Tommy Wiseau belt, which I'm now going to wear exclusively. Yep. So once again, this has been no refunds. <laughs> this is why we record with other people, this not is. just us. And why it's we don't do it at one o'clock in yeah. the morning. Yeah, mm, it's fun though. So thank you all for listening. Bye. Bye. And only? Yes. No, like, cool, no other that. clothes? We're, I'm going to belly button bone. Are we going to record our own weird sex scene? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm cutting this out. <laughs>
Or maybe it'll be at the end. Okay. Just the belt. Nothing else.